This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You want to avoid all criticism, never get in trouble? Three simple steps. Say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. Unfortunately, you'll be nothing if you say nothing and you do nothing. But nobody will ever criticize you. And more and more, it looks like America, we're becoming a keep-your-head-down culture. If you say the wrong thing, you can lose everything. If you tweet the wrong thing, you can be canceled. If you post the wrong thing, the mob just might come for you. And that's for relatively nothing, tweeting something, posting nothing. What if you actually have a big job and your job may entail shooting somebody? Now, given our culture, we're all looking over our shoulder all the time. Nobody wants to take any risk. Thankfully, we do have our first responders, but even they, I think, are spooked by the moment. Now, have you heard that the Uvalde shooter, at one point outside that school, Police had a clear shot at him. Yes, a police officer had a rifle, saw him, took aim, and then asked his boss if it was okay to pull the trigger. Stunning new information details missed opportunities Uvalde police had in preventing the Robb Elementary massacre. An officer armed with a rifle had the gunman in sight as a shooter approached the school building, but didn't fire. Instead, the report indicates the officer asked his supervisor for permission to shoot the suspect. Asking the boss. Now, look, maybe the police officer was concerned about if he missed and there's a school right there. To the report that was just issued by Texas officials, the Uvalde officer did not hear a response and turned to get confirmation uh, from his supervisor. When he turned back to address the suspect, the suspect had already entered the school. That was it. The moment of truth. And everybody understands at that point, that would have been a justified use of deadly force. The shooter, the suspect, had already opened fire uh, at the school, shooting into classrooms. What's happening here? Could it be that not only was this officer kind of spooked by our culture in general, but after how many years has it been of second guessing cops all the time? I mean, cops are understandably perhaps not at their best right now. They're just trying to survive, let alone become great at their profession. Something else from this uh, new report out of Texas. The seven officers converged on rooms 111 and 112, where the shooter was at 1137. As the officers approached the doors, the suspect began firing. This gunfire caused both teams of officers to retreat from the doors. How about that word, retreat? And they stayed down the hall, a safe distance away, for it looks like over an hour. Over an hour. Um, mistakes are going to be made. And this kind of mistake, though, I do think that after what we've been through, two years of total insanity, and that lockdown, 
everybody seems to be a little bit off their game. This is two years ago. I was actually walking home from this building at about seven o'clock at night, and I was scared. Not because I saw a stranger, but because I saw no one, where I used to see tens of thousands of people. Take a look. think this, I know it rattled my cage, I think the entire country, we might all have PTSD as a result of this. Now, no one is making excuses, but uh, this shooter, what's his name, Cremo? Now, what has he been through and what has he done? Now, he looks like he's guilty as hell and should be punished severely, but I do think about what he's been exposed to, what he's been doing that we know of, no one has done in human history. Nobody's been able to do this stuff. Make movies out of their bedroom like this? <laughs> All right, we can stop it right there because it gives me the creeps. All of this stuff scares me. Um, yeah, 100 years ago, you couldn't do this. Now everybody can do this stuff and spend all that time on the internet, I think we're gonna figure out that the internet, I mean, man, for all of its, for all of its gifts, for all it gives us, uh, it's destroying people potentially. And I will not be surprised if this Cremo individual was a big video game, gamer, they call him. You know, when I was growing up, this was cutting edge technology. We called it Pong. It was actually somewhat amusing. A few years later, we had asteroids, remember that? Again, this was amusing and actually somewhat addictive. Now, they're harmless compared to, have you seen Grand Theft Auto? Careful, this is tough to watch, folks. Blood and guts everywhere. Yeah, uh, this is a video game. This is a video game. How about Call of Duty? Call of Duty is another popular one. Take a look at this. Two weeks right down. Uh, this is this is horrendous stuff. All right, that's enough, please. Uh, and kids are playing this, and I know they've looked at this from time to time, and now they have what ratings on it, R-rated kind of NC-17. They don't work. Everybody knows they don't work. This is clearly, to me, a factor. It has to be. And I think one day we'll all know it. Just like one day they actually thought cigarettes were good for us. You know that, right? Doctors recommend cigarettes. There's a dentist and his recommendation. And doctors everywhere smoked cigarettes and recommended them. In a repeated national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine, doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. Yeah, we weren't associating it yet with lung cancer. And just like kids, adults, people of all ages being consumed with the Internet, smartphones all the time, we're going to realize this stuff, this is the new smoking 
and it's really, really bad. I think it's obvious. Also, what about the drugs we're giving everybody? The isolation, the internet fixation, and the psychotropic drugs. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, and suicidal thoughts or actions while taking or after stopping. In depressed patients, worsening depression, including risk of suicide, may occur. One ingredient in may increase I mean, suicidal thoughts or actions in some children, teens. And you adults. hear it right in the commercial. It's right on the bottle. It might lead to suicidal ideations. That's very close to homicidal. Um, I've been pointing this out for over a year. Tucker Carlson, good for him, is getting a lot of credit for mentioning it on his show last night. As he said, a lot of young men in America are going nuts. Are you surprised? And by the way, a shockingly large number of them have been prescribed psychotropic drugs by their doctors, uh, antidepressants and the like. Yes, I've been saying it for years. I said it on this show a month ago and also tweeted it uh, in May. I feel the same way. And uh, if you go to the end of that, drug companies shut down any questions no more. They're so powerful. And, you know, they are advertising. So broadcasters, newspapers, they don't really like talking about an issue they don't uh, they feel uncomfortable about. Makes sense. I hope so. Hey, we have no leadership right now. Wouldn't it be great for some real leadership that could cut through some of what's happening? I mean, boy, oh boy, this is a time this country is looking for a Ronald Reagan, dare I say a Donald Trump, but we got Joe Biden. He can't even lead his own White House. Nobody likes him. We all know he's doing a terrible, terrible job. And candidates don't want to be seen with him. Other Democrats are distancing themselves. When he comes to town, they disappear. Stacey Abrams, he went to Georgia. And Stacey Abrams, who wants to be the governor of that state, could not be there. Fellow Democrats, she had a scheduling conflict. Uh, in Ohio, you got Ned Ryan. He wants to be a U.S. senator from that state. When Joe showed up, he had a scheduling conflict. In Pennsylvania, the guy who wants to be a senator and the guy who wants to be governor, one was washing his hair and the other, his, <laughs> the dog ate his invitation. Is that true? Wow. And today at the White House, Joe Biden's handing out that Presidential Medal of Freedom. And Denzel Washington, worthy recipient, by the way, could not be there because of COVID. He had a case of COVID. Um, I think I believe Denzel, right? Do we believe Denzel? I like him. By the way, he's been making some great points about our culture, where we are as a country, and what's happening with our technology. Here he is in England promoting a movie a while back. Very few people are saying what he's saying. So what is the long-term effect of too much information? The polarization of the electorate, a meter spiritness. And false information as well, because the, the, all the whole of, fake all news pick thing. One, pick one. It's not just one. That's the flavor of the day. Every day is something else. People have to understand, are you using your device or is your device using you? Can you put it down? Can you turn it off? You're talking about literally the places people all get their information, information from. I don't care what, what information. Pick one. Phone, television. You know, it used to be news. Now it's opinions. Oh, glasses. We have three experts on the right, three on the left. Let's discuss. Ooh, light bulbs. We have three experts on the right. That's not news. That's opinions. Well, over and over and over. Cycle, 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 cycle. What is the long-term effect of too much information? If you're sitting there and you're thinking it's the gospel, what I'm saying to people is, to all of us, I'm not knocking the phone. What I'm saying is we have to understand. We have to at least ask ourselves, Around the world, you here in England, wherever you are, what is it doing to us? 
It's a great question, and he's one of the only people of his profile asking that question. He also speaks about his faith, which I appreciate, I appreciate that very much. He speaks openly about being a Christian. And oh, by the way, he recommends something called the Daily Word. It's, it has an app, Inspirational Messages. I don't have this myself. I will download it, the Daily Word, an app. And also, I personally recommend, I'll get that, the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible. You know, there's something amazing about the Bible. I started reading it only a few years ago. And the way it works, sometimes you'll have a question, it'll be bothering you, and you open, and it's right there. The answer is right there. It happened to me two nights ago. I, it's, it's amazing. It really works. He has footnotes and essays that really help um, demystify some of the language, which can be tricky. Okay, stay with us, folks. There is a very troubling show on Netflix made for kids that shouldn't be for kids. We'll be right back. Carson, host of the Rob Carson Show podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's coming. You be the judge. Nutrisystem has answered the bell with menu items that are new for 2022. Our most satisfying weight loss plan ever, including new premium meals that are big and filling with up to 30 grams of protein. I jumped right in and lost 127 pounds. The new skillet meals are amazing. And the extra protein gives you a ton of energy. And we're bringing the taste of your favorite restaurant meals right to your home. Perfectly portioned with half the calories. I can eat a burrito. I get to satisfy my cravings. The secret is science based on the latest discoveries. A high protein, low glycemic approach to help keep your blood sugar levels steady as you lose weight. Just like always, you get your meals and snacks delivered free with a money back guarantee. Act now and save big with 50% off all plans. I lost 40 pounds, 67 pounds, 55 pounds with Nutrisystem. Go online or call 888-897-BE-FIT to get 50% off all plans. Hey mom, if I could talk, what would I tell you? I'd tell you I love our walks and jumping up to play. We do everything together. Huh mom? I guess what I really want to say is thanks for giving me Cosequin all these years so I can stay right by your side. Keep them moving with Cosequin Joint Health Supplements, the number one vet-recommended retail brand and official joint health supplement of the Westminster Dog Show. All, all I, I can, can say is, is that, that the fake news just doesn't get it, do, do they? But the people get it, and they have figured out the fake news. A new poll shows that only 16% of the people have confidence in newspaper coverage and 11% in television news. I'm right there with you. I mean, these folks are always, always wrong. And it really is not surprising because just about anybody in media, very limited experience, and sometimes it... It really shows. This is one of their darlings, Mika Brzezinski, over there on that morning swamp show. 
stop hiding behind something not only we're talking about, but we're doing something about. In fact, the latest bill, the gun legislation that was passed, addresses mental health. There's nobody who knows more than Democrats and teachers and mental health professionals and anybody who knows someone who's suffering, anybody who's right. on social media, that mental health is a huge struggle. And yes, we it need is. to deal with it. We need to deal with the root causes like social media and different other reasons that information that's inappropriate just flies around the Internet mm -hmm. and into our children's phones. We understand but you see, mental health. Whoa, I think she needs some mental health. Look, there are some points there, but the whole manner and the whole, I don't know, it doesn't work for me. And coming from her, did you hear what she said? Democrats know. Democrats know. They just know. Like, that's, this is not, I don't know what it is, but it's not good. And it doesn't require any skill. Zero. It requires an ego. It requires arrogance. You know who has skill? Just about anybody who isn't in that studio. Like this guy. He's got more skill doing that job. You ever see anybody back up a bus or a tractor trailer or teach a room full of kids? It's amazing that those folks on television and at the New York Times and everywhere else keep at it and at it, and they literally know nothing. Here's another example. You can't drive while black, can't walk while black. Now you can't proactively comply while black. Three high school students in Rochester, New York, are arrested while waiting for their school bus. Their offense, waiting while black. You can't barbecue while black. You can't go bird watching while black. Pulling people over. Driving while black, in essence. Young black men, they're often guilty of driving while black, walking while black, standing while black. The two men arrested at Starbucks for sitting while black. Can't breathe while black, can't exist while black. Don, we got a problem. We have a problem, all right, and it's that rhetoric, that poisonous, irresponsible rhetoric that has corrupted so many minds and has ruined whatever we had, the relationship between cops and communities. It is ruined and people now view, thanks to you guys, you in the media, the police with suspicion at first sight. You heard about this Jalen Walker case. We don't know all the details, but he was shot and killed by police in Akron, Ohio. Now, the way they make it sound, this was just cops opening fire. They leave out all the key details, like there was a chase. There was first in a car, then on foot. He was wearing a mask. Cops allege that he fired a shot. No, they, they, they just do away with all that stuff because it's not convenient. They just want to portray cops as bad and that young people of color should be afraid of them. In this case, they're saying, well, you know, they freeze the thing and they say, well, he made a furtive movement. He seemed to be bending. We feared for our lives. There was no threat to the community in the case of, uh, of Jalen Walker. He didn't threaten anybody but them. He was outmanned. He was outgunned and he was contained in an area. Please help us understand why, for any reason, anyone would have to be shot. This isn't some podcast. It's CNN. There are some people out there who still trust it. And they're not being told that that young man allegedly fired a shot at the police. OK, it's more complicated than they want anybody to believe or that they're willing to believe themselves. And that rhetoric, that poison, is actually endangering the lives of the people they say they care about. 
It's horrible. All right. Netflix has yet another show that kids should not be watching, but it's designed for kids. It's called Dead and Paranormal Park. And here are the characters. We've got uh, Barney. This is not Barney Rubble. This is a gay teenage transgender boy. Grandmother will not accept him and parents don't stand up for him as a crush on a cisgender male character. That cisgender word still gives me trouble, by the way. I think it basically means normal. Uh, let's see. We've got another character. Her name is Norma Khan. She's pansexual. Uh, I think that means she likes everything from uh, boys, girls and chairs. And she has a crush on a female character. OK, then here's the show. Logs! Barney, are you okay? I was so scared. I thought... I thought I was never going to get a chance to... <laughs> I prefer Tom and Jerry and the Jetsons. I mean, what is... This is not appropriate for children. I'll get to their recommendation in a moment. Oh, and he is misunderstood by his parents, but he looks like a brat to me. Oh, I don't get it. We accepted you. That is what parents are supposed to do. That's the bare minimum. What about that dinner? What what dinner? You know what dinner. You just let Grammy Graham say all that stuff to me right to my face. Oh, honey buns, we all know Grammy Graham's is difficult. Does it matter what she says? Uh, yeah, and what's worse, you didn't even stand up for me. Oh, she wouldn't understand. You don't understand! Yeah, settle down, Barney. You know, it's not only this cartoon, but almost everything out of Hollywood. The kids are always the wise ones, and it's always the parents who are so narrow-minded and don't get it. I don't like that. Parents give their children everything, everything, and they do their very best, but they're always treated in the most negative light. So the creator of this show says the following. I love kids' shows 100%, so we try to make it so that there's nothing in the show that is inappropriate for an eight-year-old. Well, I think discussing pansexuality at the age of eight is inappropriate. And they say, by the way, this is, better, this is good for people seven and up, right? Why, yeah, seven. That's their new rated G thing. That's TVY7. That means seven and up. Rated G. Okay. Another reason to not have Netflix. Oh, and I mentioned no more Star Trek episodes. Uh, Joe Biden... Oh, Joe, this can't last for much longer. Seriously, it's time to call it quits. I mean, this is not good for anybody. The Republican National Committee put this together. Sure, they have an axe to grind, but you gave them a lot of material to work with. A solid meeting with, um, with uh, the... Uh, Obama Democrat! Javier Bacaria. Javier Mr. Secretary. All right, Chuck. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, it's Chris, but I'm anyway. Chris. I just did Chris. And I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general. But my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary. Jill and I have always enjoyed seeing Pete and Kristen, which I have done personally with, with, uh, with uh, the president of China. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. And uh, this can't last. We all know that. All right. Don't want to see anything bad happen to Joe, but uh, I want to see good things happen. Great things happen for America. Coming up. Ooh, a picture that has been seldom seen. Joe Biden with Hunter in China. 
back in 2013 when he was vice president. What were they doing there together? It's very strange. Be right back. go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is Christopher Ray, the FBI director, and uh, I don't think he's doing a very good job. He says Antifa is no big deal. We got to be terrified of white supremacy. And he never really picked up the phone to give the Capitol the heads up, the dire warnings he should have given them about what could happen on January 6th. Why is that? Why is that? Well, finally, though, he's seen the light, at least, on the threat posed by China. We consistently see that it's the Chinese government that poses the biggest long-term threat to our economic and national security. Okay, so you got to go make an appointment with Joe Biden and tell him that because he's still in love or something with President Xi. I've spent more time with Xi Jinping, at least before we got out, than any world leader has. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him, the president of China. President of China. Now, why would he do that? He does this all the time. You know, he brags about this relationship. I think it might be in an effort to get customers, clients for Hunter Biden, at least back then, because not only traveling with him, but real substantive talks. I have spoken and spent more time with Xi Jinping than any other world leader has. I've had hours and hours and hours of meetings and personal conversations with Xi Jinping. I spent more time with him, I believe, than any other world leader has. Okay, remember, they're our enemy. They're they are our enemy. Uh, Mr. Ray just said so. So, look, the Chinese, they're looking for all kinds of things from America. And one of them, a major tycoon, went to everybody in Washington, D.C., and he seemed like a shady guy. And just about everybody turned him down except for the Bidens. Hunter Biden met with this man, Mr. Yi, who everyone else was shutting down in Washington and in Miami in May of 2017. During this period, the New York Times reports the vice president's son was managing Rosemont Seneca Partners, an investment firm he formed. This is all suspect, and it all demands, requires further investigation. The story came out. It troubled the Bidens a little bit, but it didn't lay a glove on them. They were afraid to pull the trigger, and Joe was relieved. Hey, Palace Dad, it's 815. on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. I think you're clear. I think you are clear. Maybe the article, but what about what really happened? You're not clear yet. 
And what about this, huh? What in the world were you doing with your dad when he was vice president in China? Were you just sightseeing, Hunter? No, nobody believes that. You're using your father to open doors, influence, and maybe 10% was going to the big guy. Remember this big baby and drama queen, James Comey, ran the FBI. Actually, it ran him. He wasn't a very good administrator. Uh, listen to his latest drama. He's complaining because he was audited and they're blaming Trump. They think Trump had him audited out of some sort of uh, revenge. Hey, how about Obama when he had the IRS? Look at all those conservative groups. Remember that? Now, the pain he's complaining about. Ooh, the $5,000 he had to pay his accountant to comply with the audit. $5,000. You know, this happens to mom and pop businesses all the time. Comey made like $100 million at a hedge fund, just, and he made $2 million off of a phony book. And they even made a movie about him, and he got more money. Jeff Daniels, who's actually a pretty good actor, played him. It's crazy. What a big baby indeed. You know, he tr set out to ruin the Trump administration, that phony Russia collusion stuff and so much more. And here's the thing about these vicious guys in the swamp. If they can't put you in jail, they'll try to bankrupt you. Oh, yeah. You know, you have to hire lawyers. He had to pay $5,000. How much did Roger Stone have to pay his attorneys, huh? Or Michael Flynn? These guys were driven to bankruptcy nearly. That guy was going through litigation for years. Steve Bannon, I don't think, is he out of the woods yet? He's got attorneys. Rudy Giuliani, attorneys. Even guys you may not be familiar with. Uh, Bill Stepien, he ran Trump's re-election campaign. Here he is uh, with his attorney during the January 6th commission. And people you don't know, that's Bill Stepien on the left, uh, ran Trump's 2020 campaign. He had to hire a lawyer. You got to have a lawyer for all this stuff. And, uh, oh, nothing worse, though, than what they did to Paul Manafort. I mean, he did serious time in jail. Crazy stuff. Fortunately, Trump pardoned him. And I believe today he is a free man. Here's somebody who should be free but is not. His uh, name is Jose Alba. Watch what happens. He's the man in the blue shirt. See this guy in the white T-shirt? He gets really mad at him, pushes him, and now proceeds to threaten him. Watch, watch, watch. What's going to happen next? We're not sure. He reaches into his pocket. Pretty soon, this guy is pushed down, has had enough, and starts defending himself. Here we go. What's going to happen is he takes out a knife to defend himself, okay? And that man in the white T-shirt is stabbed, stabbed to death. It was clearly an attack. The man works in that bodega. Reportedly, the man in the white T-shirt, his girlfriend, felt disrespected when she didn't have enough money for a bag of chips. So he goes in there to settle the score and gets stabbed. So the man in the grease shirt, he's going to reemerge in a moment. He's somewhat wounded, but he's okay. Clearly a case of self-defense. This happened in Manhattan uh, just a few days ago. He's in jail, Rikers Island, and they want well, they wanted $250,000 before they were going to let him go. Now, because of the public outrage, and they see this guy as a good guy who was defending himself, they've reduced it to $50,000. A clear, clear case of um, self-defense. Some funny things are happening, though. People wanted to raise money for the family. A GoFundMe page was set up. GoFundMe has become very, very liberal and weird. They deleted it. 
No, you can't do it for this guy. Hardworking man who is defending himself. No, that doesn't work for GoFundMe. What a shame. Hey, stay with us. You know, Elon Omar, there's a great candidate who wants to take her on. We're going to meet her next. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. That's uh, Congresswoman Elon Omar being booed like crazy in her own district in Minneapolis. Uh, nobody likes her up there. This was a Somali music festival. I understand her own community. I mean, her uh, some of her um, her people do not like her at all. Understandably so. She's said some really crazy things. Let's meet Cicely Davis. She's a Republican, United States congressional candidate from Minnesota. She is running to defeat Representative Omar. Welcome to Newsmax. First of all, how are you? I am doing well, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Listen, we're going to run your campaign commercial because it's dynamite. But uh, first, do us a favor. And you're speaking to a receptive audience. What's wrong with Elon Omar? What isn't wrong? Pick any issue and she's on the wrong side of it. Um, it's time for a champion, someone who can actually stand up for this district and unify. Um, it's time for her to go. That was made clear by her very own people um, in her very own community filled the Target Center with a resounding, definitive boo heard across the world. The people have spoken. It's what I've been saying for a year. She seems to be, at times, I mean, very anti-American. The comments about September 11th, uh, 2001, and also, and maybe you don't want to go there, I would understand it. What's up with her family and the brother? Is that part of your campaign? I would understand if you pursue it or if you don't pursue it, but what do you make of her personal situation? Well, I think it's just a widespread issue in that this is someone who simply cannot be trusted. Whether you talk about her past, her current, her voting record, um, she works diligently to simply only care for herself and her celebrity status. She cares not for the district or the people in it. She is inept. She is tone deaf. She is absent. And as far as I'm concerned, her time is up in this district. The people want a champion, someone who can actually unify, truly represent them in D.C., and actually has a hand and a pulse on the consciousness of the people in the district in the western suburbs of Congressional District 5. That is not Ilhan Omar. You know, I've heard of people wanting to defund the police, which I disagree with. She wants to get rid of the police entirely. If you don't mind, let's go to SOT number two. Elon Omar on the police and the, their future. We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. The Minneapolis Police Department is rotten to the root. And so when we dismantle it, we get rid of that cancer. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's pretty astonishing, isn't it? You know what? And so we have paid dearly since that. Since that mantra, um, crime rate is up. People don't feel safe. They feel literally 
um, hostage in their home, own homes. We have residents in North Minneapolis who literally sleep in bathtubs because they are afraid of stray bullets coming through walls and windows. We have people who do not walk their dogs in the park and they go to the suburbs to enjoy the park or stand with their kids at bus stops and things like this is ridiculous. And that mantra that she said in 2020, I will not allow anyone to memory hold that. I hold her to account. The Minneapolis to Peace Department um, is down. They are unable to really handle the crime at the volume needed. When you call the police in Minneapolis, they have to make a decision and prioritize, literally have to prioritize what crime they're going to answer. This makes her, in my opinion, inept and disqualified to lead the city. She is anti-Semitic. She is anti-Black. She is anti-white. She is anti-America. She needs to go. So uh, she needs to go. Now, could you make the case for you? This is uh, you're running a competitive primary. You got some opponents. I understand you're a healthcare management professional. Tell us, if you don't mind, Cicely, a little bit about yourself and why the people should choose you and not the other guys. Yeah, you know what? This is I'm someone who has I understand how liberals think because of my history. Um, I understand what American exceptionalism actually is. I am um, someone who has been married to a business owner. He and I have um, been married for 13 years. We ran businesses, and we understand how America is chafing under the poor policies by the Biden administration and cronies like Ilhan Omar, um, who render herself as one of the largest, um, most grotesque spenders in Congress, proposing to spend an additional $1.75 trillion to erase student debt which, by the way, is actually class warfare, if you ask me. Think about that. Why should someone who has not attended college foot the bill for those who have? Um, she's made it very clear that she is fundamentally trying to unravel um, the American founding. She is not considered um, qualified to run this district. She cares less about the people, more about political right. activism. And it's just time for someone who can actually bring this district together. All right. We've been for too much. So uh, your campaign commercial is uh, very well done, one of them at least. Let's take a look, please. Yes. When our city was up in flames, Ilhan Omar didn't help us. She poured gasoline on the fire and made it worse. The businesses that were hurt the most were minority-owned businesses. They erased the economy of minority communities all in the name of racial justice. Tell me how that makes any sense at all. Now Ilhan Omar is spreading more hate with her anti-Semitic rhetoric. My name is Cicely Davis, and I'm running for Congress because I'm sick of being lied to. I'm tired of watching our community being destroyed. Aren't you too? It's time to try something different. What do you have to lose? Okay, CicelyDavis.com. Great ad. Good luck. Stay in touch. And let's see what happens. Uh, the primary is August 9th, and the general election is November 8th. Good luck. Stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. We'll be right back. To you, the British public, I know that there will be many people who are relieved and uh, perhaps quite a few who will also be disappointed. And I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. 
Uh, maybe he should have done that speech inside. Were they booing right down the block? I think they were. Mark Simone joins us, iHeartRadio talk show host. And uh, Mark, you had an interesting take on on what happens there kind of happens here. Why didn't, though, he give that speech inside? Um, I don't know. He's very Biden-like. He's a lot like Joe Biden. He's a lazy guy, always bumbling, always, uh, you know, the same thing with Biden. He's always in the wrong place for the speech. He's outside when she'd be inside. I'm surprised Boris Johnson doesn't get some aviator glasses and just go all Biden uh, about it. <laughs> so, look, there is a uh, kind of a habit there over the past uh, 20, 30 years or so. Politically, what happens in the U.K. happens here a short time later. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's been going on for decades, actually, and uh, often Britain is a barometer of what's coming in the United States. And we've seen it a lot when, uh, you, you know, they elect a, a conservative to take over. Uh, it'll happen here a year later. A liberal wins. It happens here a year later, even with the uh, midterms. When uh, the conservatives take over the uh, legislature, the parliament there, we see it in Congress the following year. This has been going on. Uh, for many, many, many years. And again, uh, Boris Johnson, a lot like Joe Biden, a very lazy guy, been in politics too long. He thinks uh, you got a problem, take a picture, make a speech. That's it. A very similar guy to Biden. And he just stepped down. There's a lot of rumors now that Biden may step down in the next six months or so. Uh, and, and they may want Kamala to take over. I know she wouldn't be great, but they kind of want her to not be great so they can get her off the table for 2024 and pick somebody else. That'd be very, first of all, I would love it if he leaves, Joe, but man, we would have one, two, three presidents in the span of like two years. That would be pretty wild. Hey, um, he definitely had, back to Boris, Mitt Romney's number. Take a look at this. I hear there's a guy, there's a guy called Mitt Romney who wants to know whether, whether we're ready. He wants to know whether we're ready. Are we ready? Are we ready? The Olympics, uh, he was uh, downplaying London's preparedness, and he came out this week with the most shockingly tone-deaf story op-ed, America is in denial. He said that he is somehow more in touch with inflation than the average American citizen, a guy who had an elevator installed for the cars in his garage. Does Mitt Romney still think he can be president? Yeah, Mitt Romney, his weirdness is uh, studied now all over the world, even in Great Britain. They're fascinated by the weirdness of, of Romney. Uh, he's, uh, you know, a good-looking guy. He looks like a very impressive guy until he starts talking and you realize he's all over the map. He's a good-looking John Kerry flip-flopping all over the place, tone deaf, can't give you any reason to vote for him, tries to sound interesting and can't pull it off. Mark, you've actually uh, had a couple of, uh, well, you've, you've seen Joe Biden up close at a number of events in Washington, D.C. Most of us will never get that chance what did you learn about him? What did you see about Joe Biden? Well, years ago in Washington, you'd be in a, a big dinner with all the senators and top Washington people. And uh, I noticed when Joe Biden would talk, they'd all kind of behind him. They'd roll their eyes and they'd all tell you he's the dumbest guy in Washington. In those days, he seemed OK. You'd see him on TV, look passable. I didn't, the dumbest guy in Washington. Now that we've had a really good look at him, I see they know what they were talking about. He is the dumbest guy I've ever seen. You know, Jimmy Carter 
seemed like a bad president. This guy's beyond bad. This is a total embarrassment to the United States. He just projects weakness and embarrasses us all over the world. You know, it's amazing, though. There have been two cover-ups then. One, that, you know, dumbest guy in Washington, because everybody kind of knew that. Nobody took him seriously. They pretended that he was an esteemed U.S. senator slash vice president. And then they covered up all of the uh, very serious questions, shadiness, uh, you know, between him and Hunter. They overlooked it all. How do you see that playing out, finally? Because Democrats, some of them, as you know, are turning on him. And uh, I don't know, is he, is he suddenly vulnerable when it comes to all that stuff? Yeah, he's making a huge mistake here. Uh, listen, we all think the Republicans are going to take the House and take the uh, Senate, and they're going to have control of the committees. They're going to do a real serious investigation of Hunter Biden. If Joe were smart, he'd have the Democrats do it right now. Uh, do a milder version and get it out of the way. If they don't do it and the Republicans uh, get to do it, it's going to be brutal because you know there's a lot of stuff there. Hunter's like a, like an iceberg, like uh, you can't even see 19, uh, you know, 90 percent of it's underwater. And who knows what they'll find. All right. Mark Simone, we appreciate it so much. Check him out on iHeartRadio, 10 to noon, East Coast time, coast to coast available, of course. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back. So this is little Aiden McCarthy, two years old. Both of his parents were killed on July 4th at that horrible massacre in Highland Park, Illinois. So a friend of mine just sent me a message. You know, a, a GoFundMe page has been set up for this uh, little tyke. And uh, $3 million has been raised. It's amazing. And they also pointed out that, you know, they're scrolling through. And sometimes you can see the faces and of the people who have donated Rich and poor from all walks of life, very diverse, and it's just beautiful that everyone, so many, are giving. Imagine that. Gosh, what a happy event and lost both of his parents. Three million dollars and plenty more to come. America, the beautiful. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow night. And good luck to that little Aiden McCarthy. Bye-bye. <laughs>